Little Isabel Batiste, hand delivered home. We're very, very relieved, very happy to reunite the, the five-year-old child with, with the mother. But I can tell you on yeah. the way over here, she was, um, she's very happy. She's talking a lot about going to kindergarten, kindergarten because five-year-olds go to kindergarten. Um, she was worried about her mother's van or her mother's Jeep. Um, just a normal conversation. She's, um, she's quite the little girl. I recognize that voice, and we all recognize that uh, personage, that's Sheriff Chip Simmons, returning this five-year-old girl to her stepmother yesterday in a very emotional moment that Channel 3 was there to uh, to capture. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons joins us now, as he always does on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Sheriff of Escambia County, Chip, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? Good to have you. So um, tell us about this... Very weird case uh, where I guess the mom had left the car running with the the daughter inside at the stepmom's house. I assume there's some kind of a custody exchange or something like that going on. But you tell me, what happened here? Uh, Well, all I know is that uh, the vehicle was left outside while the mother goes inside. And uh, and then when she comes out, her van is... I keep calling her van, but it's actually her Jeep. Her Jeep is missing. Unfortunately, her her uh, Jeep also had her five-year-old daughter inside of it. So she called us. Um, and, th- you know, this, unfortunately, it happens a couple times, you know, every couple of years that someone will steal a car not knowing there's a child in it. Um, and then they'll return it or they'll stop and they'll, they'll bail out. In this case, we, after five or 10, 15, 20 minutes, we thought, oh, this is not, she's not returning. She, surely she realizes there's a five-year-old child in her car. Right. So it's bad enough to steal a car. It's, it's terrible. Um, you know, the thoughts, what, what could take place when the child is in the car. So um, as 30 minutes went by, 45 minute, minutes went by, an hour, we're starting to get pretty concerned. Uh, we had developed at, by this time information about who the suspect would be. We had information that the suspect sometimes is armed, carries a bag that, that has a, a firearm in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time, we had already had, we had, we have uh, what we call oh, So this a, particular suspect you thought might be armed based on other information correct. you learned about her. Okay. Right. Yeah. As we, as we get a profile of the vehicle, we also get a profile obviously of the suspect. Yeah. And in this case, the suspect was a, a woman that had stolen a car before. Um, and then we believe that she left her bicycle there at the scene and then she took off in, in the, um, the victim's car. And then we also had information that this lady had uh, at times carried a firearm in her bag. Got it. So that's the information that we had. We had been circulating, uh, you know, to, we had probably 50 deputies and Pensacola police officers that were assisting in the area. Where was this? It was over off uh, Oakland Drive, okay. over, over off of Marlene okay. in, in that area. And and at the time, you know, I know that a lot of people were, were noticing uh, there were deputies and police officers everywhere because we know that we need to inundate that area as quickly as we can because there was some information that uh, this the, the suspect might be wanting to go to Atlanta. Mm. Well, the worst thing we wanted was for her to take this child out of the uh, area. You know, out of yeah. the area. So we're we're doing our best to try to, you know, um, corral the scene and make sure that we cover everything. Uh, again, as time went on, it, it, we, we began to get worried. Again, we, we don't know what her, she had in mind. We don't know if she's abandoned the car in a wooded area somewhere and that child is by themselves. We don't know sure. what's taking place. Ultimately, uh, one of the, to their credit, one of the Pensacola police officers saw the vehicle that was parked beside Woodsy's, which is a bar right there on Mobile Highway, um, didn't see the suspect in it. I happened to be pulling in at the same area, uh, and, and so we went up to the car. The Pensacola police officer pulled the, the child from the car, and obviously the child was okay. Then we started thinking, okay, how do we get this child to the mother? Because I just left the mother, yeah, and or the mother uh, where the, the location where the mother was. The stepmother. 
the the real mother. Oh, the real mother. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and and so I thought I, this this child needs to get to her mother quickly. And I was the only one that had a car that didn't have a cage in the back of it. Oh, and no uh-huh. one's put a five year old in the back of a car, yeah. in a police car. And I knew where the mother was, so I actually uh, I volunteered to take the child to the to the mother. And, and that was what what you saw on Channel Three. I uh, as I pulled up, Channel Three was already there interviewing a family member. Yeah, and I was able to give the mother reunite the child with the, to the to the mother. Just as a fact, because I'm still a little hazy on this, you returned the child to the stepmom, though, right? No, to the actual mother. To the mother. Okay, right. I misunderstood that. Then I apologize. So okay, right. but still, I mean, amazing <laughs> and great. And I, I bet some people watching it were like. Now, how did the sheriff get in the middle of all this? Well, just by random. I was thinking dumb luck. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, I was I was in the area. Yeah. Um, it was it was around four o'clock, I guess. So we had all hands on deck. You know, we, a lot of times when, when we say we had everyone available. Yeah. We mean it. Everyone available. I was there. Both my chief deputies were we were circulating um, as as best we can because it was starting to get dark, and I knew that if it got dark, it'd be more difficult to sure. identify a, a, a jeep of that color, a goldish looking jeep. And again, I saw as I just said, I was I happened to be in the area. Uh, when the Pensacola police officer alertly found the car, pulled pulled the child, and and I was the only one there without a, a cage. Without car. a cage, that makes yeah. sense. And and was the uh, the the thief, the car thief, in the bar, around somewhere else, not there at all? We did a canine check. The bar did not appear to be open. Okay. Uh, in fact, I wasn't so sure. Happens went around the back, and there was okay. no one in the in the in the parking lot except for this one car. Um, but we did a canine track, and obviously we're still looking for. Okay. Miracle Armstrong is her name. Uh, we have her picture up, and we had all the information up. One thing I want to point out, um, you know, you only have one chance to get these things right. You know, we go through training, and you see all these things. We saw it with Naomi Jones. We saw it with yeah. the young lady that was attempted abduction a couple of years ago. Unfortunately, we've had some experience in this. Yes. Um, so as I mentioned before, um, you know, some people don't understand some of the coordination that takes that takes place. We get the information to our, all of the local uh, local agencies, and like I said, the Pensacola Police Department is out there helping us as we would with with them. Um, we were working on. Uh, getting a search warrant for the phone, that, okay. that, that started immediately. But that's, these things don't happen quickly. Uh, we were working on. We were so it's not like on TV where you can just instantly, you know, hack into the phone and find the location and pull up the, the cell towers and figure all that out on the spur of the moment. That's correct. It, it takes some time. First of all, to find out the suspect and then get the, a mm-hmm. phone if you had that offer uh, that opportunity. In this case, there was some complications. The phone had been disconnected before, and there was a lot of complications with the phone. Uh, we were working on an Amber Alert. Again, Amber Alerts don't happen very quickly. We put on our Facebook page Amber Alert just to get attention to it. Because that's so what we it would put the information. As, right? right. We knew it would qualify. We had the information. But we, there was never actually an official Amber Alert. We put the information out because we wanted people in our area to know what was going on. There was no official Amber Alert, not because we didn't apply for one, because it takes them a couple minutes to get that up and, and by running. The time. By the time that, that happened, we had already had it on our Facebook page. Um, and we had already, uh, you know, we had already discovered the, the the car with the child in it. Outstanding. This is and this is a good illustration of something else, Alex. I feel like I cannot say this particular message often enough because it drives me crazy. This is another example of TV lies to you about cop rules, and the most pernicious of those lies is that if a child goes missing, the cops don't care until it's been a day or two days or three days or whatever the var- variation of lie is. Uh, if a child goes missing, even if an adult goes missing, how long do you wait before you call the cops? I do it immediately. Every time. Immediately. <laughs> You'd rather, especially for a kid, because right. three minutes can make a huge difference, right? Well, what we also had, what's kind of odd about this one, is we had a missing child um, right about, 
I don't know, about a mile or so down the, down the road. Okay. A missing 10-year-old child. So now we're trying to figure out, is the child really, was it a five-year-old child? Did someone drop the child off? Yeah. They, they're unrelated. Yeah. Strangely enough, they were unrelated. There was and that child was also okay? Child. Found okay? That child was fine, found okay, but it was wandering around the neighborhood mm. about a mile away. So again, all these things are taking place. Uh, I, I'm, I would tell you, and I have to say it again, how proud I am of the men and women of, of law enforcement throughout our county, not just the Skimby County Sheriff's Office, but obviously the Pensacola Police Department. We work so well together. Uh, we, we share communication. We share radio um, you know, communications on, on these types of things. And I was going through a lot of the intersections, and they were manned by Pensacola police officers, and then deputies were going through the, because you know, they're more familiar with the area, going through the neighborhood. So that's, uh, I, I think that what you saw last night or what you're hearing now about what happened last night is, is that cooperation that you hope happens um, when, when something like this happens, that we all come together and because we have one priority. Right. And that one priority was that it wasn't the car. Uh, it, it, it wasn't anything but a five-year-old girl and making sure she was returned safely home. And, and this was a case where numbers made a difference because it was having enough eyeballs wandering around looking to find the car to find the girl. So that's, that's great news. We had a couple of other incidents took place. Uh, one was a couple of Pine Forest uh, Road uh, gas stations got robbed on Sunday. Is that right? Yeah, we had two of them. Uh, one of them took place at about 2.45 uh, p.m. at the Smartville. A masked man came inside, uh, brandished a handgun, and demanded money. Uh, got away with some money and some cigarettes. Uh, we did a canine search, but we weren't able to find him. And then 10 o'clock that night uh, at Cumberland Farms, there was a second one. A masked man entered with a sock covering his head and pointing it to the cashier, and then uh, that person ended up getting away as well. So we're looking for both of these. We're unconnected. We're actively uh, You know, it's hard it's, to say. It, we do believe that because of the the, the close proximity, proximity of it yeah. and time of it, uh, we, we are looking at the possibility that they are that they are connected. So okay. we're comparing both videos. Uh, with what we have and, and, you know, potentially getting a track or fingerprints or anything. You also had a uh, SWAT uh, uh, interdiction for a drug house. That's another closed drug house last Thursday. Uh, Robert Beasley, I believe, was the person. Yeah, some people ask me, how come SWAT team does all your search warrants for drugs? It's because we have guns so many, so many times. When we, we, we'll have information that an individual is because selling drugs. Because they have guns. SWAT and, team always has and, guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, uh, they might have guns, right? We, we see drugs. We see guns. See guns, in, in, I got In you. these locations. So, yeah, we did a search warrant, ended up uh, charging Robert Beasley with possession of a weapon by a convicted felon, which you always, almost always hear that one when yeah. drugs. Um, trafficking in methamphetamine. And remember, tra- there's possession. There's possessing with intent to distribute, and then there's trafficking, which is higher, the higher level okay. based upon how much drugs is, of, of any particular type is found. Um, trafficking in methamphetamines, like I mentioned, possession of marijuana with intent to sell, possession of cocaine with intent to sell, and drug paraphernalia. So a good job on uh, this happened at the 1800 block of Figland Avenue. And also we seized, um, let's see how many guns we seized. I think I want to say there was like four or five guns seized. Uh, here, four firearms, including one of them, which was reported stolen. So we talk a lot about guns and drugs going together, and, and then you can see it when we do these search warrants. We find the drugs, but we also find the guns, and then we talk about, okay, where do these stolen guns go to? Right. Well, at many cases, they go to these drug houses and you know for protection or for trade or whatever they're going to use them for. So, uh, again, uh, good job by the SWAT team, good job by our narcotics unit, and— um, you know, one one fewer drug house, at least temporarily. I, I don't know if this analogy will help anybody, but if you go into somebody's house in the refrigerator, they've got two dozen eggs, that's possession. If they've got 10 dozen eggs, probably intent. 
And if they've got a hundred dozen eggs, they're trafficking eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's eating a hundred dozen eggs. And if they got chickens in the back, they're manufacturing. <laughs> that's exactly they're manufacturing. That's that's right. It's a lab. <laughs> uh, last uh, last question for you is: um, you had a homicide. Uh, somebody wanted for a homicide in Brownsville on Blunt Street on Thursday. This is a uh, Shibiri or Shibri Steverson. Uh, yeah, we had an argument that led to a a shooting in the Brownsville area. Well, the uh, the victim ended up being shot by, we believe the victim ended up getting shot by Shabri, S-H-Y-B-R-I, uh, Steverson. And we have been looking for uh, for that gentleman for the last couple of days now. So if you know where we can find Shabri Steverson, there is an active homicide warrant. He is considered armed and dangerous. Don't approach him. Just call us, and we would love to approach him. Uh, yeah, uh, and leave that to you. Leave that leave to you. Leave that to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wanted to also make a note. You know, the uh, Homecoming Air Show was out there, okay, uh-huh. obviously, at the base on Saturday and Friday. And uh, PPD had their, you know, Blue Angels Cruiser, and you, right. Scammy Sheriff's Office, had your, um, your Corvette. And I had not, I guess I had not seen the vet in person or I hadn't paid attention or something. The rear quarter panels on the vet have these silhouette shadow art that is amazing art by the way of like um uh deluna and the ships on one of the quarter panels on the left side and then on the right side it has the pensacola beach ball and the blue angels and it's a really cool little accent that i'm sure it was there in the beginning and i said never seen before and so the great artwork on that car by the way yeah you know we wanted to originally the um uh, and, and i'll the, the original Blue Angel idea was took place when Tommy Leiter was the chief of Pensacola Police Department. And when he came over to Sheriff's Office, he said, hey, we need a Blue Angel car. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has to wait. So in the meantime, Pensacola Police gets a Blue Angel car, so uh, we, we got we got a Corvette. And and I didn't really want to do it as a Blue Angel car because it's already one of those. Right. It looks like and, it's derivative, and, right? Yeah. And so I said, well, you know, let's just, let's just print it up as a police car. But I do want to pay tribute to, to the Blue Angels. Again, uh, the Blue Angels are stationed at NES in the county. Um, they do their air show in, at the Pensacola Beach. That's why I put the beach ball up there. And then I, love, I, I love the shade. I mean, it's, it's you it's, know the Blue Angels so, events don't happen in the city, right? <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, but the Pensacola is a cradle of Navy, naval aviation, so I'll, I'll certainly give them that. And we and really, we're all one community. Absolutely. But I would, on the other side was more of a um, I mean, I'm kind of a history buff. And so I, I I wanted some something to um you know to honor the you know Deluna and the ships and that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. thing, uh, which happened downtown Pensacola. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair you enough. Know, so and and so that that's just a, a little little artwork that we added uh, to the to the sides of the of the, the Corvette. I will say that probably next year we I'm I'm contemplating you know having people vote for what what the next wrap the new be wrap for the, okay for, for the Corvette whether we keep it as a a sheriff's office one or whether we. Um, you know, go forward with a potentially a, a, you know a Blue Angel like we originally planned, or if we do some sort of um, other tribute, Burt Reynolds tribute around here, a Burt Reynolds tribute. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a Corvette. <laughs> it has to no. be something fast. Yeah. Is, is the only yeah. issue. I'm just, I think a Firebird. You know, that's all I'm saying. Maverick. Uh, <laughs> no, fair know, enough. So. There you go. Uh, Sheriff Chip Simmons, as always, sir. Thank you for the time. Thanks for keeping us safe. A great work yesterday by you and all of your folks and the PPD as well for uh, rescuing that girl. And uh, as always, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. You bet. Y'all take care. So,